welcome to the Onyx Pathcast. I'm this week's host, Dixie Cochran, here with Eddie Webb. Hello. And still with Travis Legg for our DMR Actual Play. Hello. Hi, Travis. Hi, how are you? Doing all right, doing all right. Uh, for those in the audience who care about technical stuff, Zencaster completely redid their entire interface. And I'm just like looking at it like, what's it, what's it doing? I mean... Also, it, it's got dark mode now. It does default dark mode, which is super nice. But yeah, because like everything on my screen is dark mode at all times. <laughs> but also the, the the little waveforms that we used to see for big now are also like medium gray on dark gray, which is not great. <laughs> I'm okay with it, but also I'm not actually seeing mine at all, which is really interesting. But it says it's recording and it's done this before, so we'll see what happens. I see here, so okay, we've got, we've got that going for us. Okay, on you my screen, fa- I'm flatlining, so you know, <laughs> it's great. You are in fact emitting sound according to my screen. Cool. Uh, I mean, by the fact that you're all answering me, I kind of assumed, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, that said, I do want to get right into this because we want to finish this up if we can today. Yep. Um, and by that, I mean, we're going to finish this up today no matter what. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, but Travis, you want to give us a real quick recap of what happened in our last session of Dead Man's Rust? Sure. Uh, when last we met, our heroes were uh, in the Golden City. Um, the components to... Uh, break the ritual that caused Legionnaire's Rust uh, have largely been assembled um, and the uh, artificers and, and, and the wizards and the folks that are equipped to deal with that level of, of magic are working on the ritual. However, uh, there's a bit of uh, panic, I guess one might say, throughout the city organization as a few last minute items that they need at the academy. Uh, we're having a hard time. They were having a hard time getting them there, and so adventurers were requested to look into this. You picked up the job, uh, did a little bit of investigation, discovered that there was a group called the Black Armada, who were embargoing some shipments, and you managed to take care of their local representatives, I guess, uh, by sicking the guard on them in, or indirectly. Uh, by, 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 by breaking into their hideout and right being yeah very charismatic true you didn't even break in yeah you talked your way into their hideout <laughs> well we did beat up bartholomew first. that's true you did you did beat up poor bartholomew <laughs> um that's what he gets for that extra syllable but uh or extra syllables but um yeah you uh made your way in there found out that where the black armada was operating from in town and turned them over to the guard uh, knowing that the one thing that is remaining that the uh, artificers need is the star metal that can be found from the star steel. star steel. I apologize. Yes. It's okay. um, that can be found from the uh, mines. But when you went by the mines earlier, there had been kind of a fight club out front. Um, it seems that the former foreman had been accused of some uh, sort of wrongdoing and was kind of fighting uh, seems like partially for their honor, but also partially to make some money on the fights because they're now out of a job. Um, Though you did not speak to them directly, it was more, uh, that's what you picked up from the crowd. Um, And now you are at the uh, Crux and Crucible where the new foreman, Aziz, is. Does that sound like about where we parked? That does sound correct. It does sound correct, yes. You're going to go talk to him. Because I remember us going, oh, we're going to go over and talk to the foreman. So, oh, the foreman's back to bar your jet. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> Lots of walking. There was a lot of walking. I mean, skulking, slithering. Right. I mean, you know, it's fantasy, Lord of the Rings, walking. It goes hand in hand. <laughs> or or foot in tail, as the case may be. Oh, speaking of slithering, uh, we, Dixie, you need a quick update on your uh, purchase. Oh, I did purchase the variant version of the Primal Rage Vertigo action figure. I posted nice. pictures of it in the Onyx Pathcast channel on our Discord. Um, it's pretty great. Uh, it confused my boyfriend. Was like, why? Why would you purchase that? Uh, but you know, it's 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 wonderful, and and it's the variant, so it's green and black as opposed to blue and black, which was I always wanted to play the green and black version. Nice. Um, I, I I may have a favorite color or two. Uh, but yeah, no. So now, now I've got this wonderful action figure. I don't know where it's going to go because it's thematically inconsistent with all my other action figures, which are mostly like Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can hang out with Sailor Moon. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Just set it up like maybe you know make it a centerpiece of like a display with the, the all the sailors like around it. 
Yeah, they, yeah, they can fight it. Right there, you go. Fighting, <laughs> fighting snakes by moonlight, playing love by daylight. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So it, it's 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 here now. Um, it might live on my desk for a while. It makes me very happy, and it's exactly how I imagine Vashka to look. So you know, there's there, there's that. Only it doesn't have any clothes on because it was a giant dinosaur and didn't really need right. clothes. So it's like a super mini. Like if if we were in person, you could put that out on the map and be like. This is me after five growth spells. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is my eight-inch tall miniature. Um, minis could be fun if we played with them more like action figure size. Honestly, that would be that would like, be super cool. Like just like just like get like a like grid that's you know four times the size of a basic grid. You right. Know? You need to have yourself like a big like a big spacious uh, kind of gaming table. I would say. Yeah, yeah. It could be fun though. It would be. We, we, we even go step further and do like human chess and just be our own minis, <laughs> and oh, go yeah. out into like a yard somewhere. I, I believe that's called live action role playing, Dixie. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you'd be beholden to the five foot rule and all that stuff. It wouldn't be like larping. It would be well, like, okay, I'm going to walk six squares in this direction and then two in this direction, and then I'm going to try try to hit this guy. Nice. Listen, I'm just inventing a weird game here that I'm sure has already <laughs> been invented like 18 times by a bunch of people. It's the history of the world LARP. Right. <laughs> but but yeah no uh my my action figure came in and is in really good condition um i might do some touch up on the paint just because it's a 1994 factory paint job gotcha and it's not gorgeous especially around like the face but mm-hmm. i have miniature paints for that so you know might as well mess with it it makes me happy that's exactly. all that matters well, that's I, I'm, awesome. I'm glad that we had that important recap yeah, I mean, you you asked me about it privately at least once this week. <laughs> I'm super excited about this. It's it's it was it's, you've been so enthusiastic about this, and I love hearing people being enthusiastic about the thing they love. It, it's just funny because like I, I it, it's one of those like locked memories that I forgot about until recently, and then suddenly I was like, Primal Rage. I loved that shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But I like didn't think about it for like 20 years. Right. Yeah. Oh no, it's cool. I had a similar experience with Brave Star recently, but we could really go into a, a, a side track if we start that up. <laughs> I mean, I, I I just watched a three plus hour YouTube documentary about somebody finding the lost uh, North American Sailor Moon pilot when they were Ooh. trying to make a different animation version and blend it with live action in the style of like Power Rangers. Wow, it was really bad, um, wow. but somebody actually dug it up, and th- th- this is one of those things that Sailor Moon fans have been thinking about for twenty plus years. Like, like, whatever happened to that thing? Did it happen? Does anyone have a copy? Turns out the Library of Fucking Congress had a copy. That's amazing. And also, she got to interview, like, every single person who worked on it that she could track down. She, she, she did some real, like, internet sleuthing. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if you're interested in Sailor Moon or just interested in, like, lost media and how it is to track down lost media, uh, definitely go give that documentary a watch. I'll put a link in the show notes. Excellent. It was, I'm it's, actually it's, genuinely it, excited about that. Yeah, it is over three dumb. hours, but it's really, really, really interesting. And even more so if you're a Sailor Moon fan and you've like seen the little two minute video that we had all seen of the live action pilot, because because she has the full 17 minute like promo pilot they would send to, to TV stations. Ooh. And it, it's it's not good. Is the whole um, thing included in the documentary? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, she also tracked down some of the actresses. It was fascinating for the wow. for the live action portion either way it wouldn't have been a good version of sailor moon and i'm glad that instead they just dubbed the japanese one but you know it, it we we could have had a really terrible badly animated sailor moon with live action girls in the non sailor moon sequences would have been weird the path not taken right i'm glad we dodged that bullet but there's a path i'd like to take and that's to talk to aziz excellent um so you head over aziz's uh is he is he this, this brosif in the corner? Yeah, the brosif in the corner. He is in his cups, uh, a rather uh, wayfish uh, man. Looks like he's probably got some orc, uh, probably half orc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's uh, I've never heard a half orc be wayfish before. I like it. Yeah, yeah. and he's uh, sipping on an ale, and he's just kind of looking soulfully into his drink. Uh, so I. Do my thing that that is that when I went when I where I'm weird, and I I just kind of like slither onto the chair next to him, and I say hello. Hey, are um, you a cease? I am. We need stars, deal. Uh, yes, I've heard that that's a problem around town, and there's 
just nothing I can do about it right now. I know that they need it at the academy, and I would love to fulfill that order, but I have to finish inventory, and now I can't even get in and do that because the miners are all blocking the entrance with their stupid fight club. Yes, we talked to one of them. Not not one of the fighting ones, but one of the other ones. And we... Sorry, this is my friend. And I point at Breck. Hi, friend. <laughs> He's like looming. <laughs> but we need, we need it now. And they told us that you were the only person who could make that happen. And uh, to be quite frank, fuck your inventory. This is a matter of life and death. I understand it's a matter of life and death. I have a, a matter of... <sighs> Reputation and employment. We have a, a person who I believe has stolen from us. That's not my problem, but okay. If I move inventory without completing it, it will make it impossible for me to prove that that theft occurred. I don't care. Life or death is way more important than reputation. I don't... What are you talking about? If... A moment. If if we can help find this thief and bring them back to you, will that solve the problem? Well, I know who the thief is, but I need to be able to prove their guilt. What kind of proof would you need? Well, a completed inventory or a confession. What if we got you that confession? I mean, then I wouldn't have to worry about finishing the inventory and everybody would be happy. I can get the miners back to work. That would be glorious. Is the thief that elf lady who was fighting people? Yes, the former foreman. <laughs> former foreman. Um, okay. Breck, should we go fight her? That seems like the most expedient path. I mean, maybe she'll just confess, but I doubt it. She seems angry. I believe punching may be involved. Excellent. <laughs> what about stabbing? Wait, what if she dies? Then we do not get a confession. Right, that's, I'm, 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 I'm asking to cease. Well, then that would be unfortunate and sad because I don't want anybody to die. That's not great. I'm just saying sometimes people die around me. Right. If we could avoid any death and just maybe stick to the, like, you know, she doesn't have a job there anymore and I'm the foreman now. That's pr pretty much all the end. That's my end game. Okay. But that's we, already the thing. She doesn't have a job there anymore, and you're the foreman now. So your in-game is complete. I understand that, but this is all temporary. See, I have to be able to prove this accusation by the end of the of the work week. If I don't prove the accusation by the end of the work week, then I'm going to be brought up on charges with the union for filing a false grievance. How are you going to prove it? Do you know where she lives? Could we go find it at her house? It's possible she would keep it there. I don't know why she would keep Starsteel at her house, though. I don't know where you keep Starsteel. I'm not a miner. Well, that's the thing, is it would be used... I believe she's been skimming it in large enough quantities to sell it on the sly and pocket the difference. Mm. But I have to be able to match the books against what's physically in the, in the mm -hmm. mine. What I'm worried about right now, and... Believe me, I don't care about the inventory of the mine. But what's worrying me is that if we, you know, fight this woman and get a confession out of her, it won't be a true confession. It will be coerced. And those are notoriously not correct. That's also true. Um, I mean, she's got a... See, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. she's, she's got a big deal about honor. Mm -hmm. Okay? Like, to her... You say reputation's not a big deal. Well, to her, reputation is enough to, for example, start a renegade fight club and shut down the entire production in the mines mm -hmm. because she feels like she's been slighted because this is interrupting now that. This is, a, this is her way of getting back at me for the slight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, to her, it's a matter of I'm concerned that she might react more poorly as her reputation gets more tarnished, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is going to end with a fight club. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, but having said all that, if you go in and wager her, maybe that's the, maybe that's the key. If you can get her to give her word of honor. Well, that is very good information. Breck? That does seem the most expedient path. Uh, however, to my colleague's points, uh, while we obviously would not desire to murder your concerned party, there is a small chance that accidental death may occur. So is that an outcome that would still be beneficial to you? Well, I mean, it would be beneficial in the sense that we would be able to move the product without having to worry about this inventory situation. Then that is good for us to know. No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if she's suddenly not around, confesses something along those lines, if it's not, if it's not an issue anymore, I can start moving the product. Okay. But mm-hmm. as long as this issue is hanging over my head, I just cannot do it. The other option would be because I know it's for a good cause. If somebody went into those mines undetected, took a couple crates out, gave me a, a specific inventory of what was taken out, I could look the other way long enough to, I could add that to my inventory and look the other way. That is a good backup plan. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But it would have to be an exact count of what you took. I think we have enough to work on some ideas, do you? I say we just go challenge her, so acting as expedient route. Assisa's champions. And then let's pursue that. Excellent. Are you doing anything else before you head over to the uh, makeshift fight club? I don't think so. I think we're just trying to get this done. <laughs> Excellent. Walk back across his map again. Oh, God. You head all the way over to the makeshift fight club. It's like an MMO where like, you get your quest in one place, and you have to go to another place, and you have to turn it back in the first place, but there's a second quest, you have to go back to the second place, and you have to go back to the first place. Yeah, yes, and exactly. also there's no fast travel yet because you're only level 10. Right. Right. That's pretty much how we uh, set it up, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Oh, yeah, Accurate. Like I already had a thing on here. Um, yeah, you should have your tokens on there. And well, I don't know how to get rid of the other ones. I'm just going to put it in the corner. <laughs> okay, that's, that's fine. You should delete it. Yeah. I don't know how. You should be able to right-click on click it on and it then just hit delete. delete. Or just click on it and push the delete button. Hey, I keep forgetting that like keyboard commands work on things. Well, right. Yeah, especially like, on Roll20. Well, I don't remember that. No, it, I want to click on everything. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, for, I especially forget it on Roll20. Oh, no, same. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think um, that my favorite one is when I tell people how to make an M dash with just their keyboard, and they're like, "Is it really that easy?" And I'm like, "Yes." Well, I'm blown. Being on an Apple, it's uh, well, yeah, it's 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 different on, on Apple. But if, yeah. if if you if you're on a PC and you've got a full keyboard with a numpad and you're in Word, it's Control Alt minus sign on the numpad. It's so easy. And whereas on on an Apple, I have to uh, do contortion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but right, having cool. said that. Um, so you arrive at the uh, entrance to the mine. Um, they appear to be between fights when you uh, walk up. Um, and a halfling walks over and says, uh, Oh, new faces. Are you here to uh, join in the bets? We got uh, another card starting as soon as we find a fighter. Uh, no, we're actually here to fight her. Oh, both of you at the same time? If that's okay. Sure, yeah. Um, uh, you got names? Yes. yes. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we were both the exact same level of sarcastic on this point. <laughs> uh, what are they? <laughs> I am called Vashka. Vashka. Two Breck. S's. Two S's. Breck. Got it. No S's. Breck with no S's. Got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, you'll collect your purse. He points over to this like pile of rubble where I'm mm-hmm. pinging. Uh, you'll collect your purse at the end of the fight. Uh, if you lose, uh, you get 10% plus uh, a potion to help you on your way. We wish uh, to negotiate a, a different prize, bro. Uh, with her, with, with and, oh, I, well, and I point at the elf. That's between if any side bets are between y'all. 
Oh, okay. So we get the prize money either way. Yeah, you get your Excellent. ten. You ten percent if you lose. Uh, you get thirty uh, percent if you win. Where does the other sixty percent go? To the house. That's too much for the house. Who's the Who's running this? He looks over at the elf. Oh, she's the house, and she's also the combatant. That is correct. You you have a firm grasp of our business model. This is really unethical. <laughs> says says the chaotic <laughs> neutral former spy. <laughs> this underground fight pit that's causing a work disruption is really unethical. <laughs> I love how up to this point everything was fine. And now, like, oh well, now this is too much. And also, well, because Vodka wants her fucking money. <laughs> Like, the rest of it's fine, but the fact that even if you win, 60% of the money goes to the person you just beat down, that's turning unethical. Works, turning a work stoppage into Fight Club? No problem. That's cutting, fun! Cutting fighters out of their do gut? That is peak freelance priorities. Vashka is for the workers, okay? Vashka <laughs> thinks that people should be compensated for their labor. But the think of the exposure you'll get in the Fight Club. No! <laughs> Go expose somebody's fucking bone. This is um, this is why no D and D plot uh, survives contact with freelancers. It's <laughs> <laughs> just workers' unions end with everything. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is going to end with with Vash getting all the workers to unionize. <laughs> Be like, we, we we don't even need a foreman. We can we can work as a collective. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So yeah. So can, can we go in now and talk to her? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you and uh, she's putting like this, um, she got a leaf that's been ripped open, almost like an aloe leaf, and she's like rubbing it on on her knuckles. Hmm. And you can see it's like closing up some of the, you know, nicks and scrapes mm-hmm. that one might get in a fist fight. Hello. What can I do for you? Breck, do you want to explain the terms? You're better at explaining terms than I am. We wish to fight you, but for a different prize than the one offered. Oh, yeah? No, for that prize as well. But also, we have a side side prize. Side bet. A side bet? Yes. All right. We would like your written confession of the thefts that you've been performing. Theft? That's what Aziz said. Look... Aziz is blackmailing me, claiming that I've stolen some stuff, but they haven't gone to the Hollow Knights yet, so I got a funny feeling that uh, he doesn't actually have any proof. Is there proof to be found? <sighs> Look, I didn't steal anything. I found some star steel that uh, had made its way outside of, of the mines, and yes, I was able to move that star steel. At a reasonable price. Did it belong to you? Well, it didn't really belong to anybody. You see, it wasn't marked. Does the star steel that comes out of this mine get marked? The star steel that comes out of this mine does get marked before it gets delivered. Perhaps we should clarify. We seek to make sure that star steel deliveries start going ahead. We are happy to punch whomever it takes to make this happen. Yeah. Says, here's the thing. I can understand especially the plight that your people are are going through right now. I can understand you wanting to get this resolved, and I would love to resolve it, preferably without punches being thrown. But we have two big problems, well, three big problems here. Mm-hmm. Problem one, the possibility of me being incarcerated. I don't, I would, I, I'm a delicate creature that would not enjoy in an, in a prison environment. Vashka looks at all the, you know, bloodied people <laughs> and goes and just, and just, and just, and just scoffs like <laughs> okay. two, uh, there's the matter of my good name. Um, if word gets around that I'm allegedly a thief, uh, then, um, you know, it becomes harder for me to find reputable employment. Third, uh, is my livelihood. If I don't have this job, I don't eat. So if we can solve those three problems, I got no problem clearing out of the way of this mine and letting you do your thing. If we can't solve those three problems, then I guess I'm the person you have to punch. Why is your why is everybody making their life my problem, Breck? Why am I a babysitter all of a sudden? You have that kind of face. <laughs> she says, hey, I was doing fine just sitting here 
punching people and then you showed up. This is also not reputable. You clearly have very little honor as it is. Based on the fact that you have closed up a mine, preventing people from working a spell to save an entire kind of person and kind of like gestures at, 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 at Breck. And, and you think that this is okay. Like, you think that you're more important than every hollow legionnaire on Skarn. I would like you to make an insight check, if you don't mind, please, Vashka. Yeah, that's a negative one. It'll be fun. <laughs> can I also make an insight check? Uh, you can. Because I am a bit better at it. You may, absolutely. A little bit. <laughs> little bit. You're a little bit better at it. <laughs> a 22 versus my 7. Vashka, as you're giving this impassioned sort of... Uh, speech about uh, about all the reasons why this is not important um breck you can see that fausta the elf like checked out like the minute that, <laughs> like 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 three words in she just checked out and wasn't even like it, it, it's almost enraged uh almost like as soon as the you have no honor came out of vashka's mm. mouth Nothing else registered. You just see like this, this almost like bestial, like anger. <laughs> I'll put a hand up uh, and I'll say, it is clear that you value your honor. We're simply giving you an opportunity to prove it. All right. I, uh, when in this fight, you leave, you don't come here again. You win in this fight. I will turn myself over to the Hollow Knights for whatever Aziz is accusing me of. How's that for honor? She cracks her knuckles. Still contingent on nothing but brute strength, which isn't exactly a display of honor, but okay. I will nod and say, "Turn." what are the terms of the conflict? Nobody walks away. Well, everybody walks away. No, the actual fight. How will it be conducted? Under what rules? I mean, no, all all bets are off, but everybody walks away at the end. That's the that's the rules. So okay, you're saying I can't her. use my weapons? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no killing. That's all. I'm assuming she says that as I'm punching her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> because if, if there are no rules, I'm not going to play fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The last thing that uh, gets out of her mouth is uh, killing before. Uh, her teeth go into it. So go ahead and roll <laughs> uh, your attack, if you don't mind. Uh, do, 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 do. I actually don't have unarmed attack, so I'll just do a strength check. Everybody has an armed attack. I don't have it pre-programmed, Mark. Mm. Yep, so it just be um, Oh, that sucked. Uh, are, you prof- are, you, are you adding your proficiency bonus? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, oh. that means it's a straight roll, and then I have my proficiency bonus. It should be a four. So I can't find the machine. Four sounds right. So ten. Okay. Yep. Uh, you swing, and she, like, despite the fact that you like straight up sucker punched her, she reaches up and catches your hand, like, like Karate Kid, like wax on style, <laughs> catches your hand. Okay, and, I'll punch her. Very good. Go ahead and roll. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. It's just three bludgeoning because that's what a punch does in this game. But yeah. It's still, though. Um, you clock her directly in the face, and she uh, lets go of Breck's hand and, like, comes around into, like, this just giving you all the time in the world to telegraph this, but she's kind of throwing a haymaker at you, mm-hmm. Bashka. Let's see how that lands. The Ooh, 20. Uh, that what does hit, but I'm going to use my uncanny dodge reaction to have the damage. Excellent. So you will take two bludgeoning as she goes, slippery little snake, and then uh, tries to bring an elbow up into um, Breck's face. Okay. <laughs> Not with that roll. Um, <laughs> swing and a miss. I rolled the wrong attribute, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> that rolls not in anything. Uh, so. Yeah, big swing and a miss. So let's just continue the uh, that initiative order. So, Breck, it is all on you. What would you like to do? I'm going to spend my bonus action uh, to activate Branding Smite. Excellent. And that, that uh, for the next minute, right? That's your next attack. Energy? Is it next attack? Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, it, 
it's right. I can concentrate for up to one minute. Um, but the way it reads is next time you hit a creature with a weapon attack before the spell ends. So basically, gotcha. okay. up, so you, I have until a minute to hit her. Yep. I'm going to hit her immediately. So the people got fine. <laughs> right. Um, well, theoretically, you'll hit her immediately. We'll see. Uh, so uh, let me do my own arm strike first. That's a 23. Okay. The theory has been proven. Uh, so, this is now the law of uh, branding smite to the face i'll cast that at level four. Oh, um so that does uh 19 radiance and two bludgeoning all right uh so as the fist starts glowing as he just kind of clocks <laughs> her in the jaw and then like the explosion of light comes from the impact uh you pop her directly in her jaw and i'm going to on this occasion, make use of a rule from the old school and have her make a morale check. Because she just got punched directly in her face. But um, her honor, or at least winning this fight, <laughs> is more important to her than a full set of teeth, apparently, as she has made her morale check. So um, we're going to go ahead and then ask Vashka, what would you like to do? Um, if I'm going to get my bonus action to summon my shadow sword. Um, but then I'm, I'm, for right now, I'm just going to hold it, which makes it look very creepy. Um, it's literally a sort of made of shadow. Uh, but I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm doing that to distract her, and then I'm gonna bite her. Excellent. Because <laughs> I've got the bite attack. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, um, very uh, serpentine of you. For eight um, damage. So that's eight piercing, and then uh, is there a save versus poison on your bite or no? I don't think my bite is poison. I think it's just a okay. bite attack. Excellent. I All wish right. it was poison. I think I I might be misremembering, but I thought one of the let uh, I'll look it up while you're already doing your thing. Yeah, I thought one of the options in Yugman's allowed for a bite. A well, I don't bite. have that open. Oh. I just use the core. Then, then that's fine. I it's was a just core asafi. It's not I a Yugman's asafi. I was just asking. <laughs> just just making sure that you're dealing your full amounts of damage. Yes, which I, you are, and uh, you sink your teeth directly into. Uh, any upper body anatomy you would like to be biting into. I think so. I bite her. Is 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 she swinging right-handed? Um, so she's... Uh, most of her fighting is being done with her left hand right now. Okay. Um, she is using her right hand more as like a support balancing thing. Okay, I'm so going when, to bite her left shoulder. Excellent. Um, so you reach in... Like, basically, the way I'm seeing this is because she, she punched at you and then she came back with that elbow. So I'm seeing Eddie, like, come back across like down onto her face uh, with that branding smite and just lighting her cheek literally up uh, as teeth fly forward. And then you like latch up onto that same shoulder, like that's being exposed by uh, the force of that blow. Yeah. I'm, I'm picturing us as mostly like punching her back and forth between us, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And so she's going to try to spin around and uh, kind of bring that right elbow up into your like sternum as she, she then continues to spin to swing with a left-handed punch towards Breck. Mm-hmm. So the first attack will be against uh, Vashka, the second against Breck. Okay. Okay. Vashka, I assume no. a 10 does not hit you. It does not. Um, Breck, does a 16 get you? It does, in fact, hit me. All right, excellent. So uh, you are able to easily uh, slither out of the way, Vashka, just, you know, basically... Uh, I'm just snaking all over the literally place. move your body out of the way. <laughs> You're just not there where uh, where she thought you were going to be. Um, but Breck, uh, she does get you sort of just square between the eyes with that punch. Um, so that's going to be sorry. Is it two bludgeoning again? Uh, yes, two bludgeoning. Well, it's two against me because I halved it. Oh, for, right, right. Shouldn't it be it three or four, four against you? Okay. Yeah. It would be just very strong. Be, is what I'm hearing. Yep, it would be four against you. I'm sorry. Yep, you're right. She's a plus three strength modifier, and then it's one. Yeah, which is why mine is, mine is a yep. three damage. I have a two strength modifier. Haha, we know how to play D and D. Until they change yep. it all again. No, I'm so, it's my, so it's my turn. I'm uh, yes, I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, you take the uh, you take the four bludgeoning to your nose, uh, and so now uh, she is kind of splayed out pretty openly as her left hand is fully extended to get Breck in the jaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's almost like face to face with Vashka now because the way she spun her out. So that's okay. the basic layout. Um, I'm going to spend my action uh, to cast hand of justice, uh, which means that um, 
Anybody who attacks me over the course of the next minute, uh, I will immediately counterattack them. Excellent. Uh, so this turn's not going to be matter, but next turn I can start punching her twice. Um, and then I'm going to use my bonus action uh, to... Where is it at? Do, 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 I have a lot of stuff here. I use Inspiring Tactician. Uh, so I would choose up to three creatures, which is my, my snaky friend. Um, so you get additional D4 to adds to your attack roll. Nice. Awesome. All right. So she's facing me. Breck, I assume that you're actually within distance of her, even though your thing is not. Oh, because yeah. Because you've been hitting her, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Just because the thing I'm about to do requires you to also be within five feet of her. So. Yeah. You're all in effectively engaged in melee. Right, I, was, I, was, I was too busy reading my character. She did not move my counter. <laughs> You got so busy. I did. Um, so I'm going to specify this is non-lethal. Uh, but I'm going to hit her really fucking hard with the shadow sword. Excellent. Um, so it doesn't say I have a hit or a DC. It should be a melee spell attack because you, you're making oh. you're making that attack. So it would just be uh, using your uh, spell spell attack hit instead of. Okay. Well, there. I'll roll that. That will absolutely hit. Okay, so uh, because Breck is in five feet, I can also get my sneak attack. Yes, you can. Um, so first, I'm going <laughs> to this neck attack. So this is the psychic damage that she's taking from the oh, shadow Lord. blade. Um, and then this is my sneak attack damage. That's a excellent. Um, uh, so yeah, I have I have I have hit her really hard, although not with the uh, the shadow blade. So so with like the flat of the shadow blade, basically. Uh, I think that because she was facing me, I just picked it up over my head and just brought the hilt of the shadow blade down on her. Love it. Love it. Excellent. So yeah, you come down with the hilt of the shadow blade square between the eyes and you see like her eyes go crossed <laughs> like under the force of the blow nice. as she drops down to one knee, down to the second knee and then falls straight forward onto her face. The crowd erupts. Uh, people are very excited. The uh, halfling that you took the bets from uh, stands over in, in the meeting area, kind of holding a, a coin purse up for you. Like over over the the rubble pile. Yes. Um, yeah, like right there. Yeah. So she's not the house anymore. So I would like my full seventy percent, please. Um, sure. I'm not gonna pick a fight with somebody who just uh, did that. Here you go. <laughs> I am still, however, <laughs> as an honorable person, going to give her the 30% that she is owed for Excellent. being the loser. Uh, I, she's owed 10% for being the loser. Oh, I, I thought, okay, yeah, I was doing it all wrong. Well, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to give her 30%. Um, <laughs> because while, she needs the money to get out of here. While, uh, so, while my colleague is acquiring our ill-gotten loot, uh, I'm going to use... ill-gotten. It's excellently gotten. <laughs> it was pretty legitly, I mean... As as legitimately as you can acquire loot in a underground fight Our club. legitimately acquired illegal fighting <laughs> games. <yes. laughs> I'm going to use lay on hands to heal her. Excellent. Um, you uh, heal her up. Uh, I um, assume I, she I'll has fifty six hit points. So okay, sure. so I'll give her like twenty five. Okay. Cool. Yeah, she uh, sits up and shakes your hand and nods and says, "Deal's a deal." How much money is in the purse total? Um, I would say probably uh, four hundred <laughs> gold pieces. Four hundred gold. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I. I will literally give her a, a, a solid hundred and be like, just get out of here. She nods and takes off. Because that's plenty of money to start over somewhere else. You know, like I'm not being a dick. No, right. I don't. Well, I mean, so. obviously, once she gets out of. Well, know. yeah, but like. This this will be yours, and I will make sure that I have an agreement with the uh, the Hollow Knight people to make sure that that's returned to her okay. if she is locked up for any amount of time. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, and and yeah, that's a uh, hundred gold is equivalent to uh, about a thirty years wages. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah. No, I am. I am. I'm, I'm here not, for that. It's not small. Not a small amount. Um, cool. Uh, as soon as you do that, uh, are you going to? I guess what's your next move once you once uh, Fausta is on the road? I, I guess we should actually walk her back to Aziz, shouldn't we? Yeah, and like make sure thinking. that she gets turned in, right? Because it's the on the one hand, I, I trust her to get there on her own, but I don't trust someone to try to jump her and quiet and, and silence her on the way. 
Right. Yeah. You don't know yeah. who she was selling that stuff to. You don't know Correct. what other yeah. problems might come down. Basically, you're going to the cops, maybe going, hey, maybe we should just take her out before she gets to the right. cops. Yeah. So I think we should just escort yeah. her back because, you know, we haven't been to the Crux of Crucible before. Um, so I think that we should really <laughs> visit it. <laughs> there are literally only two maps this whole adventure, which is going back and forth between them. No, yeah. no. There was the third, was the third and map. fourth one for the, for the hideout. That's true. That's and true. I... I had a fifth one in case things went a different direction, but uh, this worked out fine. So okay, so yeah, um, so we'll we'll walk her back in. Excellent. Uh, as you take her in, uh, Aziz greets you. Uh, there's still a captain of the guard there from earlier, um, so they uh, collect her confession. And Aziz thanks you graciously for your um, for your getting involved and uh, says, in fact. Uh, He'll offer you a 10% discount on any um, purchases that you might like to make from the mines. But the star seal is still going to be given away. We don't, we don't have to pay for that, right? Right. Yes. We're still okay. going to send the star seal over to the, it should be, um, in fact, she, uh, he snaps his fingers and one of the uh, halflings for the Zimzi Express runs over and he um, tosses them a copper and says, go tell them to uh, fill the order for the Academy right away. Mm -hmm. Take off running. I'm gonna and bring me the largest goose in London. <laughs> it's Christmas Day, sir. <laughs> uh, no, so I think Vashka will actually kind of talk to us because like, she's a former criminal and spy, so she like has some sympathy for this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And she's going to kind of be like, I'm not entirely sure that she was working alone or knew what she was doing. She claimed that she found the Star's Deal unmarked out of the confines of the mine. So it's possible that she was not the actual person who took it out of the mine. She may have been set up. She may have been planted. I don't know. But I would keep an eye out on everybody else. I we, are, we are considering that perhaps we should escort her so that way her uh, business partners may not try and take advantage. Well, didn't, didn't the guard just take her away? Oh, yeah. The, you, you've, you've brought her up and, oh, and okay, given okay. her to the guard. Right, Sorry. Right. Um, right. Aziz says, thank you for this information. Perhaps I can work with the Hollow Knights. My understanding is the restitution for theft is labor. So perhaps I can work with the Hollow Knights and have Fausta assigned to the mine. She knows the way around there. And then perhaps she'll take that gesture of good faith to help me fight, root out where the other problems might be. That would be best. You seem to have a lot of things going on in the mine. I've, also, there's a lot of blood outside of it now. Yeah, I figured that was going to probably be the case. We've This is the third fight club we've had since I started working at the mine. Have you only um, been here for like a month? I've only been the foreman for like a month. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the weekly fight night. Uh, yeah. I imagine it's happening like um, every single week. <laughs> th these, these tend to pop up whenever there's unrest among the workers. If only we had some sort of organization that could speak on our behalf. Um, <laughs> Have you ever heard of a union? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, you... Uh, are responsible for the formation of the miners' union. In, the, in the, the, the Star Steel Workers' Union. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, so I believe with that, you have uh, solved the conundrums that were laid before you at the beginning of this adventure. Did you have any uh, final business you wanted to attend to? Any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns about, <laughs> about the story? About uh, the only other thing that it's just more role playing thing, but like I would probably take sure. a little bit a portion of my money to tr actually do buy some uh, uh, ores from him mm -hmm. because at some point in time the stuff that's rusting off me will have to be replaced. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you you do note that over the over the next several weeks there's an uptick in production of new suits of armor as even when people are uh, once the ritual is completed, even once people are cured. Um, it doesn't reverse the effects that they've had until mm -hmm. they until they attune to new armor. So there's all uh, the forges are a firing once that is complete. Hmm. Yeah, and I figure like if if I have some of my own ore, I can kind of sneak up to the front of the line. Right, or or even just get someone to forge it for you that's not right part right. of the community. You that's know? true. That's true. There's like a there's like a communal effort for forging. But you could also just go to a private smith or smith it yourself if you're proficient with smith tools. Right. I, I buy a 3D printer. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to point out that I had two plus one scimitars uh, that I never used. Um, <laughs> and also two up in fighting, which I never used. Uh, so that was fun. I, 
Honestly, I always think it's really funny when you build a character a certain way and then it just doesn't come up for like certain things. Doesn't yeah. work um, out, yeah. Yeah, like you know, where we we have an upcoming actual play where I play a very very different character, um, and I, I I built a character that was very funny for what we ended up playing because mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know what the story was going to be, so I just built a random ass character. Um, it was it was it, it, it was fun. Y'all will hear it uh, next week, I believe. Well, that's exciting. But I mean, but it's it's honestly, I mean, as as Dixie and I are also doing kind of our our building character uh, show on Twitch, which is every which was yesterday at 1 p.m. Yes, so come watch that every other Thursday, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. But you know, sometimes it is fun to just make characters, or in this, in my case, inherit a character, and kind of look at all the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still think that's that's valid gameplay, and certainly mm-hmm. with uh, Dead Man's Rust and all of the um, new cool options coming for Scarlands, there's just a lot of fun widgets to kind of oh, that can make a cool concept and and put them together and see what kind of shapes they take. Yeah. yeah. And if, 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 if you want to still play with tools like D&D Beyond and Roll20, which I, I enjoy using, it is really easy to, to put, put in like a personal homebrew. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it took me a minute to figure it out, but like, honestly, I'm, I'm not the most tech savvy person and I still figured it out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, and I do think, um, uh, and uh, let me preface this by saying I'm not getting any checks from Wizards of the Coast for any reason. Um, but I do think as the as the D and D one playtest rolls out, mm-hmm. and as those capabilities open up in D and D Beyond, um, I think it'll make it even easier because uh, once again, um, I think D and D in general is moving in, in some ways in a direction that uh, Skylands has already been. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've been where the puck is going a little bit um, with some of these things, so I think it'll make homebrewing easier. That's my hope. Yeah. But I, I am a big fan of Scarlands. I, I really enjoyed what what I read of Dead Man's Rust when I proofed it, because um, that's that's the thing about proofing a book is you you're, you don't really read the whole thing, you just kind of like skim it, and then when you do errata and like page effects, you'll read like parts here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't like sit down and read the book really, which is I, why I had fun playing this was because I didn't know exactly what was going to happen. You know, I knew the basics. Well, and I don't know that any human being, myself included, has as of yet opened that book at the front cover and read it to the back cover. And I don't know that I would recommend reading it that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> Every now and then I, I, I meet people who read role-playing books that way, just in general. And I'm always like, what, are, what? Like and, it's, it's, not, it's not a novel. Like what well, are you doing? Just fair warning. If you're planning on reading Russ that way, be prepared for an eight page long table at the beginning. Of, <laughs> of, 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 of just names and, just... and peoples and pronouns and it's like, it's like the beginning of like a Shakespearean play. Here's a it's, yeah. persona. It's really one of those things that like if you look at it like at a, in any other context, it's like why would you put something this big in here? But in the context of a of a campaign with this many named characters who all have important plot beats, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just seemed like the best. I think it's going to come in really handy. At yeah, tables. this is this definitely one of those campaigns um, that, like, you can as as you just heard us doing a, a a level ten playthrough at the very end of it is you can drop in and out different characters and they can be different levels and you can do different things with it and you you don't have to run anything linearly because uh, there's a ton of little plot hooks and stuff that you can just kind of like pick up and run with or put down. Um, like yeah. half half the stuff in the book is like if if so and so is with you, then this thing might happen. But if they are not, then this will happen. You know, right? And I, you, I know some people out there maybe you know don't even dig like undead. I know undead are like a big enemy in Dead Man's Rest. You mm-hmm. can run this campaign, um, or you can I guess I should say you can pull material from this campaign out of the side quests, run everything levels one to ten, and never deal with Glivodot's L. Or the like, if you wanted to run this without the actual disease component, mm-hmm. you could. There's just enough side quests in there. You have other stuff that's going on. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It doesn't all necessarily uh, pin to this one thing. The Hornsaw Forest is a living environment that has all kinds of things going on in it. So it's super cool to be. Able yeah, to and start. one thing that uh, you did, I, I, I presume it's somewhat accidentally, just because of nature of how you've been playtesting and, and doing stuff, but. You can play this almost as kind of a Rosencrantz and Gildersturn situation where like one group of characters is following one plot thread and then another group of characters is like working in the margins of what that those group of characters are doing. Mm-hmm. And all that's pushing the, the larger, you know, massive plot forward, but they're also following their own individual threads and maybe not even necessarily connecting to each other. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You could do like, I really wish that I had the time resources, energy to set up some sort of an action, like a, a organized play mm-hmm. situation for it. Cause this campaign I think would lend itself really well to organized play. So if there's anyone mm-hmm. in the community that wants to, you know, set up some sort of like a, you know, people do like uh, the way the trackers are laid out, like this yeah. thing could really easily work. An organized place just so much work to set that up yeah yeah <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. maybe one day you know in all my free time oh <laughs> yeah you have so much um, free time travis yeah so much um, so much but no I, I really do recommend like especially like if you're in a community if you're lucky enough to be in a place where um either your local community or just your online community you have three or four groups of people that like to play um this could be a cool thing where like you know you're basically sharing one book and and you're running through different adventures like eddie was describing like that's a way you could tackle this and and still have ample to draw from mm-hmm. so we really um the team really knocked it out of the park in terms of just creating a rich document that has hooks all over it and you know like today this went a certain way and you because you made certain decisions mm-hmm. but like i had another uh thing set up so like if you decided you were going to sneak into the mine I was, I had a, a whole thing set up where, oh, because nobody's been in the mine, these creatures that show up in Dead Man's Rust are here waiting for you. So there would have been a combat there. You know what I mean? Hmm. So like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things you can draw from and introduce um, and, and make them make sense and, and just really have a sandbox to play with. So it's been really fun to see people engage with it and get that from it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my, my favorite kind of uh, like actual video game is a sandbox i like just running around and finding weird things to do um mm-hmm. as as i've i talked about on, on the podcast before partially due to my adhd my favorite style of play is make character and then just fuck off across the map like right. i don't need to do the main story quest um i'm just going to go over here and see what's over here you know and uh like saints 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 row came out this week the uh, reboot of, of saints row i haven't gotten to play with it much but it's a big fucking sandbox and it's very cool. I have heard mixed reviews about the new Saints Row, sadly. It's a little buggy. Not going to mm-hmm. lie. But mm-hmm. I've been having fun with it so far. And also, nope. I managed to make a character that looks a lot like me, which is hard to do in a lot of games. That's excellent. The one upshot of my current computer situation for those listeners that are unaware, I'm about to switch computers after uh, my old one is shuffling loose the mortal coil. Yeah. I'll be able to finally play Cyberpunk. um so that's exciting and then death stranding so if my output put suddenly drops off the map if y'all are like why didn't travis turn in all that stuff um, (laughs) probably shouldn't say that here where rich can hear you yeah right no rich i'll be on time for everything promise Um, (laughs) sorry rich i was playing death stranding (laughs) yes because Uh, there's no way to escape our current situation than playing a game where you have to deliver things in empty environments to people who are hiding in locations that can't possibly loot from them. Listen, that game is awesome. Okay? Sir, sir, I developed Dead Man's Rust during the beginning of COVID, sir. Also, also the baby strapped to your chest thinks it's really funny when you pee. I'm and sure that's, it does. That's, that's important to me, is that when I, as Norman Reedus, am urinating in the game because you have to, because all that you drink is monster energy drink, that like for real it's branded in the game yes i know um the baby is like he i mean it, and i'm like i'm like why is this fetus laughing at my pee but bodily okay. functions are funny um and you can do lots of them in this game you can you can <laughs> poop you can take a shower it's a weird ass fucking game That's i'm sure amazing. it is it's by a by a, a beautiful brilliant weird ass genius uh, a couple of them in fact indeed yeah, no, it's 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 wonderful. It's weird. Kojima's weird. It was announced at uh, GamesCon this week that Kojima is starting a podcast oh, that will be no. released in both English and Japanese. Really? Yeah, I think I think the first one comes out like in a couple weeks. Um, I was I was talking about it earlier because like I was I was I was following all the announcements. But yeah, uh, he's starting a podcast called Brain Structure, and episode one is going to come out on September eighth. Uh, very interesting. So if anybody wants to listen to another game podcast by somebody much weirder than us, uh, I would, and also much more famous, uh, ch- check out Hideo Kojima's podcast. I could hope to one day achieve, achieve a fraction of Kojima weirdness. One day, I'm trying. 
I've also been replaying Control recently, partially because my boyfriend finally picked it up and I was like, oh, I want to play Control again. I haven't played it in like two years, right? And I fucking love that game. And I had forgotten there's a Hideo Kojima side quest. Uh, like, Wait, literally, what? he Hideo Kojima narrates a side quest in Control. Oh my god. It's like a hidden Easter egg quest. Right. And it's not actually a fight or anything like that. It's just a guided walking experience. And that, it's really fucking surreal. That is I, peak Kojima right there. I would imagine so. Yeah, like I, I'm surprised that's not a game. That's not just like a whole game. Like just Hideo Kojima narrates you walking around, and it's bizarre. Yeah, no, it's, it's I buy that. So I would, I would weird. Play that. <laughs> it's 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 literally him talking. They don't actually um, uh, put subtitles for him. He's just speaking Japanese. Um, and then <laughs> there's better. somebody doing translation. And mm-hmm. like he's playing this doctor, and yeah, he 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 takes you through a guided imagery experience where you look at some trees and run around some forklifts and learn about love. Um, <laughs> it's super strange. That sounds perfect. Uh, and I definitely recommend, even if you don't play Control or want to go re- replay it, just go watch a video of the guided imagery experience with Kojima. There are two of them. They're not very long, like maybe five minutes each. And uh, they were wonderfully surreal. Uh, yeah, I would also just like to say because it because it it's somewhat organic at this point to say so that uh, Kojima's music like would is perfect backdrop for Scarland stuff. Ooh, especially yeah. like if you're looking in like the Silent Hill soundtracks, those are beautiful, beautiful music and very fun for for this kind of adventure i always love recommending music for for certain games like i i i made a, a changeling the lost playlist a while back that i'll link occasionally that i made when i was editing changeling the lost second edition mm. um it's it just music that reminded me of the changeling experience or the fey or huntsman or something like that right mm. um and then but i i don't like listening to music with lyrics so i'm actually playing Same. Um, so like fight like i i play a lot of games to the world of warcraft soundtrack because it's hours and hours and hours of music, but it's really like background music because it's all just for the different zones. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, stuff stuff like the Silent Hill soundtracks or Resident Evil or what what have you uh, tend to be really good, especially farty horns. Um, if you ever yes. go into a... <laughs> we should have played that when we went into the basement in this game to confront those guys. Like that we is that is, is basement music. Missed missed opportunity for the <laughs> farty horns. Dixie can, Dixie can add it back in. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, I am I am super into. Um, having a a soundtrack or a playlist i just think it really sets the tone mm-hmm. um obviously you don't want it to be too loud because you don't, don't want it to be distracting right uh but but like ha- having some nice atmospheric background music is is nice i we definitely used to play a lot of my just goth music when we played vampire the masquerade back in the day oh yeah we used to um i think i disintegrated a copy of bloody kisses when we were playing vampire the masquerade I mean, um. not <laughs> not to be too on the nose, but we played a lot of music from the Succubus Club. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't imagine why. Which, um, you know, introduced me to a lot of bands that I still really like, so thank you, CD. But, you know, it's just kind of funny. But uh, one recommendation I would like to make, uh, there's a guy I uh, support on Patreon, uh, I think, and I'm going to murder his last name, it's Alexander Nakarada, I believe. It's N-A-K-A-R-A-D-A. Um, Nakarada, and, that's how you say that in Japanese at least yeah and uh, he does uh, like soundtrack work and if you follow him on Patreon for like 15 bucks or whatever you can use it royalty free so I use it for streams mm-hmm. um, but you can also just use it for your games you know what I mean and I think mm-hmm. you can get, get most of his stuff for free just for personal use yeah it looks and like it and it's amazing he is mm-hmm. amazing um, well, also he's yeah. a Norwegian and has a very Japanese sounding last name so I was very confused <laughs> <laughs> Once I looked him up, I was like, I was like, that man's not Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's very much not. Um, but yeah, um, so that would be my recommend for the week, I guess. Cool. Go, go check him out on Patreon. Well, if we want to talk to you more about what kind of music you listen to and things of that nature, uh, where would they do so, Travis? Uh, anywhere on the internet, at Travis Leg L-E-G-G-E, except on uh, Twitch, where I'm Plastic H Plays. Awesome. Eddie? find me on Twitter at Pugsteady, P-U-G-S-T-A-D-Y. You can find my website at Pugsteady.com. Or you can find me on the Onyx Path Discord, where I'm actually not doing anything goofy right now. I'm just kind of hanging out. I mean, you did. You were responsible for us having to add an Onyx Pets channel. 
That is true. I, I will claim credit for that, yes. <laughs> like, one one dog got mentioned in the Pathcast channel, and then the Pathcast channel turned into the dog and cat channel. And so then, I, I'm assuming Ian or you made a, an, an, an Onyx Pets channel. I, I'm pretty sure Ian did. Just so that we could show pet pictures. So there is a whole channel for pet pictures now in the Onyx Pass Discord. Um, our off-topic list grows by the day. <laughs> uh, and that said, you can find me pretty much everywhere at Dixie Cyanide, including on the Discord, where I'm also not being very silly right now, but I am around and will post pictures of my cats and also defend the concept of cats. Uh, and you can find Eddie and I, as you said, every couple of weeks on Building Character on Twitch. It's a character creation show. Uh, we, just had, we just did our second episode. Um, we've got a few more to go that it, for, for, for this season, so we're having mm-hmm. a good time with that. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Eddie and I don't talk to each other enough. It's true. It's um, right. We needed to work out a whole new whole new scenario for it. Yeah. Yep. You can find us everywhere at the Onyx Path, theonyxpath.com. And as always, many worlds, one podcast.